Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, hump day, folks. Hump, hump, hump here on Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 1057. Good morning, Louis Rabot. Alongside Zach Cantrell, we got you till noon. Bobby V after us. And, of course, roundtable, round Eddie edition, 3 to 6 here, ESPN 680, 1057. We'll get you through the week here. Got Mike Gandolfo in about 20 minutes. We'll do some cold cuts. Bologna or salami today around 11. Uh, good morning, Zach. I'll bring you in immediately. There is no grand entrance to the show today. Only overreactions. How are you? Only over reactions and only humping how about that only humping and only overreacting to said humping how that's about right that? there Lot, you go All we right. can overreact to kentucky but uh you know we gotta we gotta save some room for humping talk apparently that's there was a lot of for. soccer talk to end the last show which look people when i think of soccer analysis i think of mark blankenbaker obviously oh of course. Oh, of no course, i think right? of Diener, obviously <laughs> They got into a discussion. I guess Diana Russini put it out there that that Mike Vrabel was too tall. I saw to be an yes. NFL coach, too built, you know, because he's a former linebacker. So everyone's going to the Dolphins model. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, skinny short guys. <laughs> hey, so I'm going to be an NFL coach. Uh, congratulations, Zach. You're, Thank you. It's going to happen for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Five years, I'm going to be running an NFL oh, franchise. Man. And am I gonna... short enough and out of shape enough to be an NFL coach? Is no, that what I'm? No, I'm not. Ah, oh, no. damn. All right. How about that? There you go. Well. I tried. Maybe you could be a defensive coordinator. Sorry, I'm going to be the offensive mastermind. <laughs> Are you calling your own plays? Of course I'm oh, calling my own right. plays. You think <laughs> I'm giving my responsibility to somebody else? I'm not giving else? up the play calling. No. No way. Oh, man. How stupid. 437-9680 is our UPS jobs text line. Uh, let's get into the game last night. 109-77. Let me say that first score again. 109-77. Uh, it's always fun when teams score, Right. Top day talking about scoring. Uh, you know, you it go. is <laughs> 109 is a lot of points. But all of us know about 109. All of us know about scoring with this team. All of us know that Antonio Reeves is a good three-point shooter. All of us know that they move the ball well on offense. It was nice to see Aaron Bradshaw get some dunks, a little windmill from our guy, Scal. Hey, he had 17 yesterday. He well, was Scal really Edwards yesterday. Huh? That's my guy. Vanderbilt guard Evan Taylor went four for six on threes. It's the most he's made since he played at Lehigh in February of 2023. Of course. Evan Taylor. Remember that name. Future perennial NBA All-Star. Or whatever the hashtag sarcasm font is. Good God. Bleep no one says. I mean, these things that just... (laughs) It's just the same questions over and over. Now... Something I thought that happened last night, Zach, and I have no idea. I when I know Mike's going to be on these shows, these Tuesday games actually kill me because I don't. I, I try not to listen to the post game actually. Oh, thanks. If it's a Tuesday night, no, no, don't take it personally <laughs> because I I want to have fresh questions. I I don't want to know Mike's opinion before I sit down. Essentially, but I I don't. These games are such fools' gold, man. They're such fools' gold playing a bad team in front of mostly your fans. On a night when you're shooting well, when you do exactly what you're supposed to do. But shouldn't that be kind of the story is that they did what they were supposed to do, that there was no headlines out of this game? The fact that, I mean, yes, their conference record is abysmal, but Alabama, they played them at home, lost by only three. Fine. They led fair Tennessee. question. You're asking a fair question. My question to you, 
did they get their mojo back last night by beating a very bad No, I'm not ready team. to say okay. that yet. That's, those are the headlines I'm seeing, and I, that's what I'm reacting I'm to. not ready to say that until they beat Gonzaga Saturday and then beat Ole Miss Tuesday. Then we can have a different we'll conversation talk, about I, mojo. I, that part I agree with. If they do those things, if they actually run through those teams, yeah. I think that that will be... I think it's worth celebrating what they did yesterday as far as they took care of business, they made their threes, they were perfect at the free throw line. I think you can take a lot of positives out of it without overreacting. In many ways, it's kind of what we talked about with Louisville against Florida State. Let's celebrate what they did on that day, but let's not make more out of it than what it is. I think the same thing applies here. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, you did see some good stuff uh, from players that, generally speaking... You don't see great things from. Career high from Justin Edwards at 17 points. Old Scal Edwards there. Big and Z. And, of course, uh, Big Z gets uh, more minutes because they eventually have to. And Jordan Burks, who's not playing a lot, comes on the court and looks a lot better than everybody on Vanderbilt's team because he's supposed to. Can I just say that I like that Big Z fouled out? Because when you're a bench guy and you when you're that tall, you you got five fouls to use. Use them. Use them, baby. I like seeing that. I'd rather a guy be too aggressive if I have to rein him back. Yeah. The yeah, opposite of I Justin Edwards. Yeah, the opposite of Edwards is right. Uh, Cats took a double-digit lead for the first time with 13-28 left in the first half, and they took a 20-point lead with 6.5 left until halftime. Reeves made a three-pointer to put Kentucky ahead 50-30 to with 3.39 left in the first half at Mark 7. Straight makes from long distance for the Wildcats, who made 10 of their first 12 from yeah. three-point range. Now, How about Dillingham with nine assists? Almost a, almost a double-double out of Rob, and we don't think of him as a passer. He sure was yesterday. I don't know if this is going to be in your bologna or salami, but a great bologna or salami question is, Rob Dillingham will go first in the draft of any NBA play, of any Kentucky player this year. Oh, I, that wasn't I think we're one of them. zooming toward that. That wasn't one of them, but I think it's I, bologna or salami. I think it's going to happen. hundred percent. The, the projections have him as the first Kentucky player. He drafted. just looks like an NBA player. He is the prototypical he NBA player. He just looks like roster. one. And the, Absolutely. The, the that's why I, I want to be careful how I say this because I'm trying to give him credit and I don't want this to sound like I'm not, but he has an innate sense of spacing on offense. He just gets it. He's just hey, I'm not supposed to be here. I need to move four feet this way. I I don't need to be here. I need to move to the top of the key. Whatever that is for him, he has an innate sense of just I, I'm too close to the ball handler. I'm too close to you know this defender whatever he just has a really good sense of that and that's where the assists come from yeah it's just just an awareness um you know we talk about iso guys in a negative way but his iq is through the roof and i never feel like he's forcing things either i agree with that he's kind of a more controlled you like to compare him to russ smith he's a more controlled russ smith like i don't see dillingham taking a lot of out of control shots or not being within himself on the floor those shots too russ did make those (laughs) shots he did yeah he did let's be honest yeah yeah but i think dillingham's made tough shots too i mean it's it's not any different there but i you know I mean, Cal, after, do we have Cal sound today? I'm just asking. It's okay if we don't. Uh, I believe the, we do. Uh, you know, essentially was quoted as saying, it, it, you know, he expects to have everybody back in a week or two. But last night didn't change my opinion that they need DJ Wagner at his very best to be good in March. No. Last night didn't change anything about how I feel about Scal Edwards. No. We know he's capable of this stuff. We've seen it in two, three minute stretches. To do it against, you know, to do these kinds of things against Vanderbilt to me, I don't know. He played 20 minutes last night, which... It's good. Yeah. Good. Well, you also have to keep in mind that they didn't have two starters. They didn't have Wagner. They didn't have Mitchell. That matters. The fact that they still handled business and put up 109. You only get one of those guys back the rest of the season. Which one do you want? Well, that's a baloney or salami question. Is it? It is. All right. We will get to that at 11 then. How about that? Uh, Your boy's coming up with uh, the baloney or salami questions without trying. Um you're making my job a lot easier. There you go. Uh, ben Roberts, by the way, writes uh, uh, about this game last night. And my favorite line in it is, Vanderbilt entered the day nationally at 186 in Ken Palm. To put that high major futility in perspective, the Louisville Cardinals woke up Tuesday morning at 180 on that list. Yeah. <laughs> a little shot across the bow. A little bit. But that's what stood out to me about this article is even when talking about Vanderbilt, there's a reference to Louisville basketball. Of course. That's where the program is. As they travel to Syracuse tonight, we'll get into that game uh, later in the day. Have you seen the photo of Edwards going up for the windmill in a V-seach off the ground? Oh, yeah. It's a good shot, isn't it? Yeah. You only get those at Vandy because of the way the court's set up. It's weird, right? And uh, it seems to be uh, a good spot for that. Do you? Okay. 
Was the most overrated thing last night the if you don't dive on the ground, I'm going to pull you out of the game thing? The, yes. Did Come you on. guys talk about that on the post? No. Didn't even get brought up. Why not? <laughs> it's not worth talking about. Speaking of things we're talking about, if anyone has noticed, Zach has a blog about the Big Ten. Yeah, it's been dormant for like two a years. Year. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. We are. I have an idea. Okay. I think you're missing a window here. Mm. We'll get into it. Vandy's now 1-16 against teams with a winning record, 6-8 and eight at home. Yeah, no, they're not good. It's okay to say it out loud. We can just say it out loud. It's all right. They're not good. It's just one of those games. It, it's, it's nice to see your team score 109 freaking points. It is very fun. But I did not see any overreactions to this game last night, which was very, very good. All right. I, I, what did people say? Did anyone call last night? Yeah, we had the, the typical callers. Okay, what was the caller reaction? We'll get to Gandolfo in like 10 minutes. Oh, there were people saying that, you know, Gandolfo and so we were all acting like they lost. Like, And I'm like, no, let's let's actually properly put it in perspective. Let's celebrate the fact that they did this today, but let's not overreact to it. Sure. But I don't think it made anybody all that... You know, I mean, to be fair we're to not, that, we're to not be fair to those two guys, that is their brand is to be down true. on Kentucky it's basketball. True. And also is down on Kentucky football. And Mike is not. And Mike is not. That's yeah. <laughs> but no, I, the fans, I think, were pretty rational as far as realizing it's Vanderbilt. Let's not make more of it more of it than what it is but you know they're they're still concerns defensively of yeah. course but you know what solves a lot of those defensive concerns scoring 100 points no that's right that's when you right. make 14 threes in a game you're you're gonna win pretty much every time i thought when you're on the perfect, defense if you wanted to get excited about something they actually did something a couple of times last night zach that you and i talked about yesterday on this show which was they actually forced vanderbilt into several long twos yes they did right if you wanted to get any kind of positive thought or positive sort of takeaway from the defensive effort last night. I think that's it, where at least that was implemented for a couple of plays last night. So there was a play we were stumped on last night because Joe mentioned it. Joe calls yep. the show all the time. Yep. The, Reed had like a three-quarter court pass mm-hmm. or whatever to Bradshaw that he didn't catch. Like, do you know what, what he's talking about? Reed Shepard? Yeah. Yeah, so there, it wasn't even – it wasn't that far. It was He was near midcourt. Yeah. And he threaded the needle. Yeah. But Bradshaw wasn't looking at it. He wasn't looking for the ball. He wasn't ready. And then Cal yelled at Reed over that. Okay, so I I don't... This is a terrible story that I'm about to tell here on Hump Day on Rabot and Go. Little Hump Day. Most Hump Day stories are terrible. (laughs) There was a man, and now I've totally forgotten his name because, oh, uh, Pavel Dimitra. Louis, who the hell is Pavel Dimitra? Well, he played in the NHL. And in my hometown, we had the AAA team, the American Hockey League version of the NHL. And he was there like 90% of NHL players have been. By the way, that, that is not a made-up stat. 90% of the people playing in the NHL, Zach, played in the American Hockey League. It is easily right. the most prolific AAA of any sport uh, in the world. Uh, it might, I mean, if you wanted to look at college football as a AAA, maybe that would be, you know, that's where NFL players come from. Anyways. I remember him making passes that guys just couldn't handle at that level, and then he got to the St. Louis Blues, and he was really good. Reed Shepard made a pass last night that an NBA player would make, would catch, and Aaron Bradshaw was not ready for it. I think that's the difference. I think he made that level of play, and Cal's essentially saying, yo, bro, (laughs) whatever you're doing on that part of the offense, teammates aren't ready for it. They're not there yet. They're not there yet is right. And that is part of the growing pains of a team like this that Cal typically puts together is you're going to have those guys who can and can't make those plays, etc. Uh, Texture, by the way, I just saw a photo of Mike for the first time the other day. He's the BBN version of Rummage, isn't he? Let him answer that. <laughs> I'll ask Mike that question at 1020. Mike was catching some strays last night from the fans. Strays or just direct shots? Yeah, both. Okay. <laughs> Mike's never going to be happy about a Cal coach team. People just need to know that. They could win the national title this year, and he'll tell you why it wasn't the how, win they should How did they had. lose eight games? Yeah. <laughs> like, they could do what UConn did last year and win every tournament game by 50 or whatever it was. Yeah. And how, did, how come this team was a five seed? Oh, man. One of those seven-footers, Aaron Bradshaw, Ben Roberts writes, had 12 points and seven rebounds, perhaps his best game. 
since that breakout against Penn two months ago. Another seven-footer. So Vladimir Ivicic played his most minutes 12 since his debut against Georgia two weeks ago, tailing 11, 7, and 2. And a block before following out. We were just ready to go, Reeves said afterward. And so I guess my takeaways, if we wanted to be positive, Zach, positive radio here on a hump day, three things. First is, if you want to get excited about Edwards actually getting some confidence in this game, fine, go ahead. I, I, I don't think... Would you be stunned if he has a decent scoring game against Gonzaga? I would not be. No. Okay. I wouldn't be. Second thing is those forced long two-pointers. I think those can be a positive going forward. There weren't a ton of them, but frankly, you just have to start somewhere defensively with this team, and at least we saw that last night. And no one's saying they have to be a dominant defensive team. They don't have to be Houston or anything like that. No. They just have to be competent. They have to be decent hold on defense. Hold teams to 77. If you hold teams to 77, you're going to win. You're going to win a ton of games. If yeah. you're just a ton of games. And the last thing is is very simple. Two straight losses. They could have absolutely slept walk into this one, and they didn't. They did not. No. They, they didn't do that, at least. If you want to take three positives from the game, that's what I would talk about. I would talk about Scal Edwards actually having a decent game. I would talk about forcing guys off of the three-point line and into long to mid-range jumpers. And then I would talk about the fact that the team didn't take a night off. Well, another thing we, we haven't talked about, which we've kind of gotten on them all year, sure. is about the rebounding. 50-28, to 28, they dominated the glass last night. Now, again, it's Vanderbilt. We have to keep that in mind. But, no, but they haven't dominated anybody rebounding like that all season long. Agreed. And they did it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, look, it's we're getting to the point in the season where, I mean, and even John Clay writes about it, that Vanderbilt is an excellent elixir is his, <laughs> is his term. Um, the other thing he talked about is is uh, is Cal running around on the on the sidelines and and at Memorial Gymnasium there in Nashville. You, you're not allowed to leave the baseline. Yeah, and and Cal just. <laughs> He doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's just running up and down the sidelines, which I appreciate. I don't know that I'd be good at uh, staying back there. Um, and uh, John Clay's final tweet, or final uh, part of this ap- article, is that the traffic in Nashville sucks. Earth to John. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, is Nashville the most overrated city in America, Zach? No, okay. I haven't been there, so I can't say. Oh, you haven't been? No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. How have you never been there? I don't know. You're in the age, man. I know. You should be picking off bridesmaids. Seriously. <laughs> oh, that's the good stuff. Uh, Mark Story also rolled, wrote about uh, Antonio Reeves. Have you seen his his road numbers? Yeah. He's averaging 22 and a half on the road. I know. God. And he's doing it efficiently, too. Yes, Correct. Um, yeah, team high 24 points for UK. He's now averaging 22.3. Uh, there they are, the Nashville Cats. Um, the last time uh, Vandy beat Kentucky was in 2015-2016. Do you remember who their coach was? 2015-16? Didn't yeah. they beat him a couple times last year? Uh, they beat him in the SEC tournament. Tournament, but not in their, not the, the gymnasium there in Nashville. Oh, in Nashville. So. Um, Stallings? It was Stallings, yeah. <laughs> That must have been right before he got the pitch up. There's a lot of uh, a lot of shame in losing to Stallings. I want to be very clear. Stallings was a good coach at Vanderbilt. Stop it. He was. Stop it. Stop. What? <laughs> he took went to a couple. Are you doing weeks. this right now? Are we doing this? Are we fighting over Kevin Stallings? Stallings was terrible at Pitt. <laughs> Stallings was good at Van- it's Vanderbilt. Okay. All right. Okay. That's what you're doing. Okay. You're you're making a qualitative judgment. They went All to right. a couple Sweet Sixteens and he beat. Kentucky, that 38-2 team that won the national title, he beat them in the SEC tournament final. Uh, Something to be said for that. Texture pointing out that they changed the rule a few years ago that you could actually walk the sidelines. I don't think Cal would have cared. <laughs> um, texture saying, I don't think it's true. Stackhouse was up on the sideline as well. Yeah, yep, nope, nope. Getting the clarification there. But yeah, no, I uh, I do love that stuff. Uh, what a weird gym that jo- the joint is. So I, I always wonder, you know, people call it this weird setup, Zach, but everyone shoots well there. <laughs> I know. So obviously the sight lines aren't too terrible. Yeah, no so one's go. really complained about the sight lines. Yeah, no one's complained about the sight lines. Oh man! All right. Well, it is Super Bowl week. We'll talk Super Bowl, of course, today. The, um, the you know the predictions are starting to trickle out online. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. We'll see those on ESPN.com today. We'll talk about some of those. Zach and I will react to that. We'll talk to Mike Gandolfo next. Um, I also have the attendance uh, from uh, the University of Louisville for the game 
uh, against Florida State. So if you wanted uh, to guess closest without going over, 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. Do want to tell you, though, about my friends at DraftKings. And look, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, look no further than our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And then with the DraftKings... Uh, the DraftKings, excuse me, same game parlays. Everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. So string together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Look, money lines, parlays, these in-game parlays they keep talking about. You know, The halftime totals, uh, the, the coin flip, uh, over, under on the uh, national anthem, all those sorts of things that you would want to check out. They've got it. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code WHBE. New customers, you can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with our code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issue. It's eligibility deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gandolfo, we talk to him next here. 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. 10 o'clock hour on a hump day version of Issel. Issel, my God, of Rabo and Co. Finally did it. It took two and a half months. I finally did it. Of Rabo and Co. here ESPN 680-1057. Thank God. They are talking Dallas Cowboys on first take. It took way too long. Holy hell. I was very worried they were uh, that about Western the civilization Bowl, was going to come to a screeching halt if that didn't happen. What does this Super Bowl mean for the Cowboys? What does it mean for the NFC East, which does not have a team in it? A man whose uh, team is in it is Mike Gandolfo. We'll talk to him uh, momentarily here on ESPN 680-1057. Did you call him and he didn't answer? Did he, that happen? He's on gaggle. He's good to go. Oh, he's here. All right. Well, Mike, how are you taking in the Super Bowl this weekend? Oh. <laughs> is he there now? <laughs> We're trying again. All right. <laughs> uh, remind hey, Lou, you there? Oh, Sorry, there we Lou. go. There's Michael. Uh, how are you taking my, it? My mic was turned down a little too. Oh, you're all right. Oh, by myself. Like, you know, <laughs> no. I told my daughter said, uh, you know, Nia said, hey, I'm thinking about coming home to watch Super Bowl with you. And she likes the Niners too. And I was like, well, that's fine. Just as long as you don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to explain that to my kids last week when the Lions were, were blowing it in the second half and they were saying over and over again, hey, dad, shouldn't they go score again? <laughs> It's like, hey, buddy, shut the hell up. I love you. Um, kind of. Kind of love you. Not right now, but shut up. Uh, Mike Gandolfo with us, at Big Mike Gandolfo on Twitter. Uh, you can hear him, Badmouth Calipari, on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame shows as well, alongside Zach Cantrell and Jason Entz. Uh, last night's game, why was it terrible? Well, I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think it's exactly what they need to have. It was a get-right game. You know, they were able to – I think it's a huge uh, boost that they could have their offense be as efficient um, as what we've seen um, without DJ Wagner. Right. And that was the first time that that's happened. And so that's a huge bonus. It's also a huge bonus that you got production out of the bigs. I mean, Bradshaw and uh, Big Z combined for 23 points. Uh, been w- looking for something like that for sure. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm hoping that Justin Edwards is maybe showing some scoring, but I look at that goose egg on the rebound side. I mean, that's. Uh, that's that's pretty bad for him not to have a rebound uh, in 20 minutes of play. Um, just because – and the reason why that stands out to me is because with him, I'm not – I know he's missed some layups and whatever else, 
but we've talked about him hiding. Like right. I just want yep. him to go be active. And zero rebounds, even though he did have two steals, um, and he had a couple, he had three fouls. But uh, we want to see him be active. You know, is, is it enough for me to say, oh, they're cheered? Absolutely sure. not. I mean, right. the, the the stuff that is still there is still there. Uh, the fact that the you know, Vandy typically makes six and a half threes a game, they made eleven last night. Uh, the three point defense is abysmal. The defense is still abysmal. It looked better last night because Vandy had nobody that could actually attack the basket. Um, It's not – I don't think they actually fixed anything. I think it's just literally the fact that Vandy had no one who was capable of getting past a Kentucky player from an athletic standpoint. So um, I – I I love the fact that they got the rebound number that they got. You know, that was huge. Um, uh, The turnover number was maybe a little high for me. So that, that's the kind of stuff, I guess, that I saw. Okay, Mike Gandalf with us. He is on those Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame shows. He'll be on there, of course, uh, the rest of the season. Um, you know, if I, 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 I don't want to be negative on the game because I don't want to overemphasize what could be fool's gold, but also a couple of good things did happen last night. I mentioned Edwards uh, as part of my three, if you wanted positives for the game. The second, I would say, is I thought on defense they actually forced Vandy into a couple of of long twos last night. And I think if they're going to be effective long-term, Mike, on the defensive end, it isn't going to be because they block a bunch of shots or the perimeter defense suddenly becomes locked down. Rather, it's going to be small modifications like that where if you can force guys into long twos rather than on threes, uh, I, I think that could be pretty positive. Did you notice that last night? Do you think it's sustainable? Well, I, I don't. Again, I, I'll, and I'll equate it to the exact same thing that happened with the alley-oops okay, that Ince sure. kept on talking about. Uh, you can do that stuff against Vanderbilt. Right, like I don't think, I don't. I honestly don't think it was an adjustment. I, I I like to see them execute on things that they're going to also be able to execute against Alabama. Um, and I don't think that you can say just because they took you know, Vanderbilt uh, settled for mid range jump shots, especially since there was no Trey Mitchell and there was constantly two seven footers in the game mm-hmm. that they didn't go all the way to the basket. Really uh, means a whole lot just because athletically they were so uh, inferior. Uh, last night, I, mean, I, I was actually, I was actually shocked. I, I guess it was the first time that I really kind of watched watched Vanderbilt, and I was shocked about how bad they are. Mm. And and you know, and that that being said, this is another plus for Kentucky on the side because they've lulled other teams to sleep. They've got other teams to kind of play down to their level a little bit. I mean, they played Tennessee close. That never should have happened. They played Mississippi State close. That never should have happened. Uh, Auburn was relatively close. So for Kentucky, without DJ Wagner to go out there and be efficient and blow a team out like this, to me is is a big uh, win. I mean, but there's there's three really bad teams in the SEC, and Kentucky has now played all three of them. They got they get to play two of them uh, again. So I guess that's a, a little bit of a breather on the schedule. Uh, Vandy, this Vandy team beat Missouri. They're going to get to play Arkansas. I mean, those are the three teams that are playing to see who the worst team in the SEC is. Uh, from last night, uh, it's clear whenever you watch these games what Cal has talked to the announcers about and what were, what his points of emphasis are. Uh, diving on the floor for loose balls, a very clear point of emphasis with Cal talking with the media. Is that a good sign to you or one that Cal is having to motivate his guys with playing time? I think, yeah, I mean, it's his way, I think, of really not motivating with playing time. I think it's his way of motivating that they've got to start winning more 50-50 balls. Um, and they, they're they still soft. And so when we talk about, and this came up on the post-game show last night with our, one of our favorite callers, Brian, who mm. uh, Brian and his girlfriend always have very good insights on the game. Although we've never actually talked to Brian's girlfriend, so we're not really sure she exists, but, you know, we'll, who knows. Uh, but, you know, they, they're still not overly – uh, uh, they're just not overly aggressive, right? I mean, it's, sure. it's what this team is. They're a little soft, and this is why they only shoot 12 free throws. You know, I'm sure there's fans out there who's like, look at this discrepancy, 30 free throws to 12 free throws. Well, yeah, because we're soft. I mean, that's just mm. what it comes down to. And uh, you shoot a lot of jump shots, and uh, when you go to the basket, you don't go to the basket hard, and uh, the team that's more aggressive typically gets that. And so I think Cal's trying to – just find little buttons to push to kind of ramp that up a little bit because he knows he's going to need it come tournament time. Uh, there's not a lot of soft teams that make it to the Final Four. Mike Gandolfo with us. Uh, how important is DJ Wagner, now that we've seen several games without him, how important is he? Let's forget the offensive side. We saw last night 
in that game that you know they can figure things out relatively well without him on the offensive end. But on the defensive end, I think they do uh, struggle without his size, his uh, you know his manner of playing defense. How important do you think he is uh, for stirring the drink at least as a uh, going forward on this team? Critical. Yeah, I mean they're they they have no chance of hitting their ceiling without DJ Wagner. Mike Adolfo with us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> looking forward in the schedule here, they get Gonzaga uh, this weekend. They'll play Ole Miss as well. Is, is this the kind of part of a schedule where if they can win the next two games, you say, okay, maybe we're back on track? Or are these games not necessarily in that category for you? Well, I mean, we got two teams that are probably – like Gonzaga's not the typical Gonzaga team, right? But they, they, you got two games, I think, in the Gonzaga and Ole Miss that actually I think are very much must-win games. Uh, Ole Miss had the great start, but they really didn't play anyone. Now that they've played a couple teams, you know they're they're competing well, but they're they're definitely not, I guess, who uh, we might have thought they were at the beginning of the year. So I think that um, Kentucky, number one, if they're depending on who they, you know, we go back to this, who who do they want to be? If they think that they're a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight team, then they need to go take care of two home games. Gonzaga and Ole Miss leading up to what I think is a ginormous game against Auburn mm. on the road. Um, really, that that stretch right there of four games at Auburn, at LSU, because I think LSU is sleepy. Uh, I think they could be pretty dangerous. The home game with Alabama and then going to Stark Vegas to play Mississippi State, who has a really good big man. Uh, that's a really tough four-game stretch, and you need to make sure you get these two wins uh, so that the Cats can – uh, you know, try to save whatever seed they can get because right now we saw Andy Katz projected yesterday. My my biggest nightmare for the NCAA tournament draw, and I have no doubt about it. If they hit the NCAA tournament, if the NCAA guys have a chance to make this happen, they're going to do it. Andy Katz had the cats had Andy Katz had the cats had Kentucky as a six seed okay. and St. John's as the eleven seed, Ugh. and I do not want that matchup <laughs> because. <laughs> A Rick Patino defensive-led team would make this team look silly. Okay. All right. Well, uh, what would uh, what would Kentucky's record be with Patino as the coach of this team? Oh, if he could get these guys to buy in and play the way that they he would want them to play, because that's that's the question. I, you know, you have a lot of freshmen who probably would probably in classic you know '90s Patino style would almost have to have the year to figure it out. Um, and I don't, so I don't know from that standpoint if it'd be a whole lot better. Now, if we were back in the '90s where guys stuck around for two or three years, then this team would be like, oh, you know, multiple title, unreal. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I mean, he would have, he, he would get through to these guys. Uh, he because he's going to break them, right? I mean, that's just the way it was going to be. He's going to, he's going to break them. So better is what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think they'd be they'd be better. <laughs> Not a lot better, uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, but just because it's hard to say, just because again, like there there wasn't a whole lot of freshmen that just stepped on the floor and for Patino that were no, just that's right. amazingly got it. And he was even if you thought you were big man on campus, he was going to make sure you knew that Patino was the big man on campus and you had a lot to learn. So um, yeah, I, that's the only thing that I would you know it's hard to it's hard to gauge. Alternate universe, someone hands the Kentucky Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. Post game show from last night to Cal. He hears you speak and says, "This man knows basketball." Cal hires you as an assistant. What is the first thing that Mike Gandolfo brings to that team? Uh, defensive strategy <laughs> for out of bounds plays or in general. Well, we talked about this a little bit, and I didn't really get to make my full point. Um, uh, you know, when you switch everything, um, and we this is from uh, we had a great facebook interaction we didn't have facebook on last night but the um when you switch everything like it's almost like an easy way out so that you don't have to have as detailed of a scout right because um you know you're not going to know every single player's tendencies what they're going to do what happens if they go right what happens if they go left do they like to go off the dribble you're not going to have all those tendencies right so uh when you when you fight through screens and you play like tough aggressive man-to-man defense you know that you have more depth scouts, and I think that this is one of the things that this group is is lacking. You know they they don't know who the shooters are. They don't know 
uh, who has uh, who's going to drive because they're constantly switching and they got to figure out who they're guarding and they got to think they would have to think well, well this is their tendencies or whatever else they're just playing defense and switching everything and I just don't think that that hmm. I don't I just don't think that works I think you've got to have solid main demand skills the team the guys who want them to play zone I don't think you can play a really good zone unless you've got solid man to man fundamentals uh, I. I threw up in my mouth a little bit watching the SEC Network because one guy talked about how Cal's a defensive coach first. Ugh. I've never seen that. He's had some great defensive players that maybe helped him hide that. But, I mean, the way they handle screens to me is abysmal. So I, I just uh, – I I think that's what it was. Zone? Would you try a zone? Not until I had the man-to-man locked down. Okay. Man-to-man's got to come first. <laughs> man-to-man's got to come first. Yeah. Is that going to happen this year? No. Okay. It hadn't happened okay. in 16 years. Okay. <laughs> Fair this enough. Is, this what? is not new. This is not new stuff. Like it, it, it's it's different this time because they he doesn't have some of the safety blankets that helped cover it up. And you know, there's no DeAndre Liggins who's just going to be a flat out dog no matter what. There's no Michael Kidd Gilchrist. There's no uh, Willie Cauley Stein or Anthony Davis that he just got so fortunate with some of these defensive players in the past that kind of helped look like you know that they actually had something going on they, uh, what do they say the wolves being pulled down i don't know like the, <laughs> the 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 tides going away and everyone's swimming naked let's just put it that way uh so is this is this the team that if cal doesn't get it done that you're going to put the referendum out or have you already done that do you think you know i kind of i've been thinking about this and i don't know if you remember or not but i kind of like before this thing even started when you asked me you know, with the number one recruiting class and how the season was going to go, I told you, like, I, this team might be a Sweet 16 team. I just don't think that this freshman class is really right. that good compared to other freshman classes. This seems like a down year in college basketball recruiting and all that other kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, like, they're actually probably getting back to where I originally thought, and then I, they got me to buy in early. And, uh, you know, and I, but even when I got bought in early, I think in December, we were having conversations and people were like, oh, don't worry, they're just going to outscore people and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, when we get to conference play, that's not going to happen. Mm. And I don't want to sit here and be like, like pat myself on the back or anything like that, because that's not what I'm looking for. But uh, at the end of the day, I think I look at it through a very realistic lens. And um, there's just things that have got to got to change. And. Um, and the attention to defense is is one of them. So. You're, you are traveling this week. What are Mike Gandolfo's top three travel tips? Well, I just I don't know if you heard my alarm go off because I had to check into my Southwest flight. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. There must be people. Like I literally was like two seconds after it was. Time oh, you're the bees. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. So someone's gonna sit next to me and they're gonna love it. So you know. Uh, <laughs> Will they Louis get to feel that, your Louis left? Had that luxury. Yeah. Will they get to feel your left thigh against their right thigh for four hours? Yes, probably. You know, <laughs> that's how it's gonna, that's what it's going to be. Uh, I like. Uh, let's see. Top tra- travel tips. Top travel tips. Are you like a beer at the airport guy? Are you a? I'm not. Okay. I'm not a beer at the airport guy. Every once in a while, I might have one, but um, uh, I don't. <laughs> Zach is very you know pro uh, pro airport beverage. I think lots of people are. You know the uh, thing that I think I. I I picked up this online, and for being a bigger guy, if you can find that window seat on the Southwest that lines up just perfectly with your shoulder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You actually I know pick what you're up talking quite about. Yep. a bit of room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I usually go aisle, but I'm then I'm aisle constantly getting bumped in and whatever else. Yeah. But that one, the, you know, there's a couple of window seats on those Southwest flights. That if you can get that window seat where your shoulder can kind of go into the window, it's, it's, it's pretty money. Uh, Gonzaga coming to town this Saturday. Uh, can they prove anything to Mike Gandolfo by winning that game in a certain way on Saturday? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, prove. I don't think we're going to be like, oh, you, you know, again, right, like, you, right. this, is this has got to be consistency. Yeah, right. If they shut down Ryan Nimhard, uh, I think that would be huge. You know, uh, Ryan Nimhard is a guy that right now, if, uh, and I'm going to say it, so this means that they're probably going to, they're probably won't happen, but. I would whatever his point total is going to be, just bet over. I mean, uh, and uh, he's the kind of guard Ince and I have talked about that really could give Kentucky trouble. Um, but if Kentucky, and this is the, the case I think right here. It's like if you, this is a perfect example that if you stopped Ryan Nimhard, I don't know if Gonzaga's offense can go. Mm. Like Kentucky could win pretty pretty big. 
Uh, so that would be the thing for me that, um, you know, if, if they show a focus, that like, I just want to see on defense that they're willing to try to take away something, you know? Yeah. Uh, who is going to be the guy that hits a bunch of threes that's never hit them before on Gonzaga's team? We'll discuss that on Friday uh, because we seem to get one of those every single game. It's Ryan, it's Ryan Nimhard, though. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Ryan Nimhard. He's okay. going to have the ball in his hands a lot. but so. Uh, Louisville won on Saturday. Do you have anything to say about that? Congrats to them. Give Kenny Payne extension. I think they're going the right direction. So, He's Mike Gandolfo at Big Mike Gandolfo on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the time away from uh, the happy hour this week. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, bud. Talk to you later. We'll see. Bye. There you go. We'll get it off on a Wednesday. How about that? Um, it's interesting because it's funny how the text slide works when he's on, and there is a there's a a, a thread of Kentucky fans that just don't like Mike. And then there's a thread that's like, yeah, they're we they're, they're soft. Yeah, <laughs> Mike's right. <laughs> that's what sports. That's sports talk radio, baby. Well, half and half. How about that? Uh, reminder, some uh, some programming around uh, the station as well. Mentioned those games tonight. Louisville basketball in action that Alex White never covered. You'll start at 530 across the hall, 93.9 The Ville and then Bellarmine basketball over on our side of things here on 680-1057. At 615, they're playing Stetson. Uh, I have the most recent FOIA requests returned to me from U of L. Uh, what was that attendance number? Text them in four three seven nine six eighty. We do it next here. Rabo Co. ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final segment of a 10 o'clock hour here on a hump day version of Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Uh, thank you for your guesses on the text line to the attendance at the Florida State game uh, versus Louisville. Zach, do you have a guess? So what was the total of the last game? I will give you that number. It was 5,848 for the Virginia game. Now we are talking a Saturday evening against Florida State. 7,844. 5,953. Wow, I thought they'd get a bump. I was told over and over how good the crowd was on Saturday. That's what I heard, too. That's how bad it is down there. Let's be very clear that people thought 5,900 people felt like a big crowd well did you hear about the guy who called into the post game show and lectured taylor about how the crowd how great it was good good that's what post game shows are for crazy people that's what i thought yeah <laughs> oh this this guy's insane good he, he's kevin we call him kevin Payne because he probably his brother <laughs> reminder we're gonna thank pots pie Dieter was out there this morning maybe they're bringing some of those cookies uh but they are dropping off those pizzas those focaccia bread those salads Man, just everything for lunch today. Uh, those cookies. Uh, check out the uh, the sourdough bread they've got out there. Uh, they were at the Acreage location. Unique dining experience out there for sure. Also available at the Douglas Loop inside the old uh, Heidi Brothers location there and at the 1020 Craft Brewery in Butchertown. Delicious handmade brick oven pizza. M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. They've got a location in southern Indiana now uh, as well. Going to have a great rooftop over there. Uh, so I am told, so make sure you check out our friends. Over at Mott's Pie really is... It's different than the other pizzas being made in this town right now, and it is very good. Worth yes. your worth a trip, worth trying out. Uh, M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I, matzapie.com. Right. Uh, Louisville basketball, like I said, in action tonight. Ethan Moore's got you on that Coors Light postgame show tonight after that game as well. Uh, we have made a programming decision. Jeff Brom's going to talk at 11, and so we are going to take that 
Um, we're going to take that press conference. And I told Zach we're taking it for one very simple reason, Zach, and that is if we are going to be critical on the basketball side of them never talking to the media, then when the football coach meets the media freaking February 7th, we're going to take that press conference because you know what? If if I'm going to complain that I don't have access to people, then I'm not going to turn down the access uh, to people as well. How many times does the term hard work come out of his mouth? Over under is nine and a half. Nine and a half? I was going to go four and a half. You go over, you go way over then. Yeah. Okay. That's what coaches love to preach is hard work. hard work. <laughs> and him especially. Man, he loves that word. He loves that terminology. Uh, text are pointing out next week's hump day is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. Uh, what's your go-to gift for the wife? It's a fair question. Zach, I'm going to be a jerk for five seconds, and I apologize in advance for what I'm about to do to you, my friend. Your last Valentine's date was when? <laughs> never. Really? Okay. Never been out on a Valentine's date? Nope. Got it. Okay. Overrated. Are you a dater? Not you, really. You don't enjoy dating? Eh, depends. Okay. Got Usually it. not. All right. Do you chat? I mean, are you a chatter? Yeah, I'm a chatter. Chatter. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. I like okay. chatting. I think that's... It's interesting to watch those things shift in the culture because me, I was like hanging out with girls at coffee houses. Like you had to be on the same couch to talk to somebody. I couldn't text people, right? I mean, there was no app. Oh, I like meeting people in person. Yeah. I'm good with that. I know you go out, so it's not like you're hiding. No, and, no. And I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just didn't know. I, I make the joke every year with my wife. So someone's asking. I think this is a good question. A good a, um. <laughs> I love 9774. I appreciate that you hang out with the show every single day there. He is just, I can't help it, Louie. Just get paid out of here. If paid's a culture warrior, say it, Louie. Uh, don't let me get you in trouble. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, I, I get it. I get the frustrations on that side of things. I understand them on the Kentucky side, too. Because if you see that team, you see that at that uh, that talent. It is what it is, man. And so um, I uh, for Valentine's Day, here's what I would say. When my wife and I got together, we were very young. And when we got married, we were especially young right out of college. And we were broke, broke. So we made a rule our first year of marriage. You are not allowed to give gifts on expected holidays. Mm. So no birthday gifts, no Valentine's stuff, no Christmas. And we still have that rule. I thought eventually we would we would get into a phase of life where Obviously, there's money now, you know, and we, you know, everybody's got a job. (laughs) We're, we're, we're settled, this kind of stuff. I thought at some point we would have a moment where we were like, you know what? I'm going to get her a Christmas gift. I'm going to get Louie a Christmas. No, we just haven't done it ever. So to answer the texter, I, I, I don't give Valentine's gifts. Valentine's Day is the most overrated day of the year. If you have to show your love for somebody that day, that means you're not doing it the other 364. I, I am I am a sap. I'm the guy who brings his wife flowers at work and, you know, make sure the, the bathtub's clean and all those kinds of things. Like, I'm that guy. And I'm very much not a sap. <laughs> More sap talk next. No, the, uh, uh, <laughs> that's me. No, I, I, uh, I'm sure there are, are plenty of people who would not want to date one Louis Rebeau. How about that? Plenty. What do you mean you don't do? Oh, no, I don't do it. It's not my thing. Well, it's not your problem. You already found one that you're darn right. Yeah, she's stuck now. That's right. Quarter century of hanging out with me. Not that anyone's counting besides me. Oh man. Uh, oh, I'm sure her. she's counting. Ah, uh, blue pill joke on the text line. Um, Ooh. Uh, text her. My wife is bugging me about getting her a boo basket for Halloween. Sweet God, people! Thank you for texting that in. A boo basket. Uh, I, I often. You know what I'll say? I'll say this. I'm less mad at Boo Basket Lady than I am at, it's my birthday month. Yes. That girl sucks. Oh, I hate that, that girl. That girl sucks. Yes. She's a bad no, person. No, no, you get to celebrate. Run away. Yes. You get to celebrate your birthday on that day. It, Just because the calendar And if it's a zero turned, or a five, no. you get a weekend, that's it, move that's on. That's right. That's it. I'm I, at the age now, the only birthdays that matter end in five or zero. Zero and five. That's it. 21, you want to have a weekend? Fine. Absolutely. 30, you want to have a weekend? Do the damn thing. You turn 40, you want to go to Vegas with the boys? Whatever, that's fine. Yes. But this, it's my birthday month and the girl's 22, like, bleep no. off. No. Ball leap off. You're going to be a bad mother. <laughs> I ran from those girls. Good. <laughs> Good. Probably run from those guys, too, if they talk about birthday month. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Got to do what you got to do. Birthday month birthday month what is that <laughs> no some, you get one it's day. some crap on tiktok october is also her birthday month no texter no 
Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I can't, that kind of stuff, man, I can't do. Uh, Texter, my wife and I never get gifts either. Um, not even Christmas gifts. We just take a couple vacations a year, consider it good. Been married 20 years. You and I, sir, that actually, that text is exactly my life. Uh, we'll take one in a couple weeks here with the family. We do that every February. And then uh, this summer, my wife and I are actually taking our anniversary trip. She wasn't well enough uh, last summer to take the trip, so we're going to take it this summer, which is great. So, uh, Texture Zach sounds like me talking about marriage before I was married or kids before I had kids. Probably true. Oh, for sure. Of, of course. course. All of us sounded like that. Of course. Yeah, I was going to say, the Texture's not actually picking you on know, you, you at all. Sit, all of us sounded like you that. You sit around, yes. get drunk with your friends. Yes. You're like, I'm never getting married. No, never. Right. This is perfect. I love playing Madden. Yeah. This is so fulfilling. Hey, right? You right. can still love playing Madden and get married. Married. That doesn't change. You're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going to happen this week, though. I was looking at the weather forecast. All the cigars. I'm having all of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. Oh, Friday. When it, it's short season, baby. <laughs> it's getting there, brother. 65 degrees this on is, Sunday. Let's this go. This is big guy or weather Friday. this week, man. Yeah. A little chilly in the morning, but you can wear the sweatshirt. That's right. The Michigan tuxedo, the sweatshirt with the shorts. Oh, yeah. That's oh, just yeah. the Midwest tuxedo. That's <laughs> what we all do. I like the long sleeve shirt short combo myself. Yeah, no, it's it's solid, solid. The block letter of the college you went to, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh yeah, have to. Oh yeah, we all been there. <laughs> birthday month. What is a birthday Wolf. month anyway? Birthday month. So you want me to celebrate for thirty days? Celebrate you? What a narcissist! I, I don't. I don't like anyone that much. No. <laughs> what if your wife just walked in? And was like, you know what, honey? It's a birthday. My birthday it's month. My How about birthday that? month. I, I would walk away from that conversation before I said something <laughs> yeah. that got me in so much trouble. I couldn't. Good answer, man. I would just smile and turn around. Why are we talking about this here? Just because smi- I, I love you. Smile and nod. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let's get to a break here just so we get to Jeff Brom. Uh, on time, we will go to Jeff Brom's song next, uh, sound next, and then we will have Bologna or Salami at 11.20. If you are looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook have you covered. New customers, you can bet on the big game, turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings same-game parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. String together multiple bets from the same game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Again, check out those money lines. Check out, oh man, over, unders, all of the prop bets, all the great things that come with the Super Bowl. They'll have all of them for you at DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the app now. Use that code WHBE to customers. You can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Use the code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply term at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Jeff Brom, he's talking. We carry it next here at ESPN 680, 105.7.